When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Blitzard! Gonna go! Touchdown! Rodgers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon! Allen has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it! Breaking away, Garrett Wilson! Wilson, a big play downfield. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinton Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for midweek news and notes with our latest addition to Play Like a Jet. He's going to be joining me once a week to talk about the midweek news and notes. He covers the Jets for AM New York. Nick Faria. Nick, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's, It's great to be on. Looking forward to talking to you once a week throughout the season. And as I was telling you before we started recording, things starting to heat up a little bit. The Jets brought in some guys for tryouts today, some workouts, a couple of wide receivers. Now, I know people are looking at names like Kenny Galladay and Jeff Smith and wondering what's going on. It seems like they might just be poking around a little bit, maybe looking to add somebody to the practice squad even. Tell me what you know about who they worked out and what's possibly going on there. Yeah, the two big names are obviously Smith and Galladay. They worked out a quarterback, a running back as well, but I think – you know, Scott, you nailed it. You nailed it on the head. It, it's not necessarily that they're going to sign. It's more of just keeping involved of particular players that are still free agents, um, gauging their interest in wanting to become a Jet, gauging their interest in how much they still have left in the tank. Um, so that there's definitely benefits to having these these players work out. What's interesting, at least you know, at the very least right now, it, are the Jets have seven receivers on the active roster. If they wanted to. Um, they could send, you know, one of one of these young rookies or young receivers to waivers, uh, have them clear, and then they just land on the practice squad anyway. So it's interesting to me that they would work out these kind of guys for the mindset of going into the practice squad because that's not necessarily, you know, I, I would think not necessarily what you would do or what you should do going into the season. If you're looking for guys on the 53-man roster, I think Charles and, and Brownlee are names that, that obviously get through waivers and get sent down to the practice squad. But then you bring up maybe an additional corner, maybe an additional safety, a linebacker, if you will. So it really comes down to overall personal preference. Uh, but I think I was a little surprised today, particularly because of Galladay. He's a big receiver, um, you know, big catch radius. He's, he was just awful with the Giants the last couple of years. But what does that mean for the overall health of the receiver room? Is Alan Lazard dinged up? Are some of the other receivers dinged up? We're going to find that out uh, sometime during the practice uh, in the next few days 
Uh, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on because as as insignificant as some of the, as some of these workouts are, there are some telling signs that this may not just be a simple hey, let's just work these guys out to see if they still have anything. As far as the injuries, Nick, as of right now, we don't know of anything that would majorly impact the Jets. Will McDonald return to practice? So that's good news. But there's an injury on the Buffalo side that could be very concerning for them. Micah Hyde, one of their starting safeties, is touch and go. What do we know about what happened with Will McDonald, and where do we stand with Micah Hyde? Yeah, so Will McDonald, um, I believe, what, what was it? Uh, but solid, solid something, he had some, something to deal with his teeth. Um, it was just a typical procedure. I think it was his wisdom teeth. He, he, they had his wisdom teeth removed, um, and he's going to be back at practice without any limitations. So uh, there's no worry or concern there when it comes to the Jets' rookie pass rusher. Uh, but, yeah, you mentioned, you know, Micah Hyde, um, Jordan Poyer. You know, those two are probably the best safety duo or one of the best safety duos in the AFC. And, and without one of them, that severely hampers what the Bills are able to do on the defensive side. Um, then you add in the loss of Von Miller, who's going to be on, on the pup list for the first four weeks. Uh, and you have a Bills team that they still have a lot of talent on the defensive end. But there's a lot of holes there that you can exploit on game day uh, if you're able to execute properly. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? It's crazy, right? Good thing that's over, though. The NFL's here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks. On any NFL game, DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use the promo code PLAJ to sign up. New customers can take home 200 bucks in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code PLAJ only on DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, cdkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Nick, let's talk about the depth chart. The Jets released the first official depth chart for the regular season today, and it didn't seem like there was anything super surprising, but I did find it interesting that they had Cole Hardman and Gibson as potential return guys. So there's something that's a bit unsettled there. We'll see where they go with that when it comes to the game on Monday. Talk a little bit about what you saw on that first depth chart I didn't really see anything else that stood out to me in some sort of crazy way. That was the one little wild card that I noticed. Yeah, and I think that was pretty much the only one. The depth chart, I think, has been set for, for quite some time. That includes the offensive line where they may not have been all healthy, 
but you can sort of project where everyone was going to go eventually when everyone was back at practice. Um, but in the return game, look, you, you got to give it to Gibson. He, he absolutely produced at a high level uh, throughout each preseason game. He played like a guy that could be in the starting lineup. Uh, obviously, he's a slot guy, and that's not what the Jets are truly looking for in the receiving end. But in the return game, this will allow McCole Hardman to be more of a threat overall. You know, occasional punt returns, occasional kick returns. When you need a big play, you go to him. But then you have a savvy young player like Gibson who can come in and get you 10 yards of punt return. You know, get it up to the 30-yard line and kick off. So the overall trajectory of how they handle this punt and kickoff coverage um, is still still remains to be seen. I don't think we'll know fully until, until week one against Buffalo. Um, but right now, I mean, you got to tip your caps him. If there's one particular undrafted player over the last two years in the receiving end uh, that is going to get playing time right away, I think that's Gibson right now. Nick, we heard from a couple of the players and head coach Robert Sala throughout the week. We'll start with Coach Sala. What was the most notable thing that he said? Um, let's see. I, yeah, I mean, there's so many different things that you can look at when it comes to him. He's very, very poised in how he talks to, to the to the media. Um, he's very reserved, but he also has that fire in him. And I think the one thing that he's absolutely right in saying, um, and, and we were talking about Von Miller and his absence from the team. And Von Miller, we talk about a two-time Super Bowl winner, a Super Bowl MVP, a dynamic player, future Hall of Famer. So when I asked her, I'm sitting there saying, listen, we want you, you know, what are the Jets going to do now that they don't have to worry about a top pass pass rusher like this? Uh, And he mentioned the fact that Buffalo's defensive line is not just Von Miller and a bunch of guys. Ed Oliver is a great player. Greg Rousseau is a great player. You have a lot of different guys, Leonard Floyd as well now, um, that can still get after the pass rusher, excuse me, get after the passer. You look at this Bills team, this is a very, very strong defense in a key in key roles. Um, and when you have those guys playing like that, that's going to open up everything on the defensive side. So New York will have to be very wary on the offensive line because if they're not able to protect Aaron Rodgers, this offense will struggle uh, throughout the year. We also heard from DJ Reed, and boy, did he have some interesting things to say. <laughs> how good he thinks this Jets defense can be in 2023. Yeah, the, the comparison to the 85 Bears, the Legion of Boom. Listen, it, it personal preference, um, if I was in a locker room, I'd be like, okay, let's tone it down. We don't need, we don't need a, a bigger target on our back that Hard Knocks has already put on us. Um, but you got you kind of understand it. Uh, at cornerback, you know, specifically at cornerback, but on the defensive end as well, you have to have a very short memory. You are going to get beat at different times throughout the season, and you have to have the same swagger, the, the, the small memory, to be able to bounce back and make key plays throughout a ball game. DJ Reed had a phenomenal year last year. The comparison to the to the 85 Bears, if it came from you know a random backup linebacker or a random pass rusher, uh, we kind of throw it aside and be like, okay, whatever, you know, nonchalant, move on. Uh, but this was a top Pro Bowl caliber player saying this. And there's parts to it I can understand. You know, the cornerback duo is among the best in football. Their pass rush, I think, rivals that of the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think it's the Jets and the Eagles at one and two that are going to lead the league in sacks this year. Uh, and then you have a, a, a very quality duo at linebacker. This is a very stacked defense with all pros at every level. There's few teams in history that have, have been able to have that. 
let the record show that Nick thinks the two teams he covers are going to be one and two <laughs> in this year. Definitely nothing there in terms of bias, right, Nick? Listen, it's it's biased, but it's also I mean, let's look let's look at the tape. How many teams have ten pass rushers that are gonna see the light of day on the football field? The Jets have ten, Philadelphia has nine. Um it's it's hard to see other teams that have the these this dynamic of a of depth in the pass rush. Obviously just busting your chops, Nick, but as you said, a lot of really good pass rushers on this Jets team, including John Franklin Myers. He also spoke what he had to say. I mean, he kind of agreed with Reed. It, it was a little surprising. It was, you know, we kind of asked him, like, listen, you know, your teammate just compared your defense to, to one of the greatest of all time. What are your thoughts? And he's like, yeah, we need to have that mindset in order to compete. Um, so further adding gasoline to the fire, if you will, but um, – yeah, I mean, look, Franklin Myers is a phenomenal player. He can play both inside and out, and that's going to be key for this defense. You look in the modern era, uh, a player like Franklin Myers is incredibly important because when you play these top quarterbacks, if you can't get interior pressure, pressure inside in front of his face, you're going to struggle a lot. It's not just it's not good enough to have pressure from the outside because that can be easily schemed against. When you get quick guys inside that can that can really get after the quarterback, a Mahomes, an Allen, a Burrow, you're going to make life miserable for the opposing team. Another guy who is hoping to help make life miserable for the opposing team is C.J. Mosley. He didn't talk quite as boldly as the other two guys, but he had a lot of introspective stuff to say. C.J. Mosley is one of those guys where he quite often says things they're very eloquent and very thoughtful. It's not what you would expect from a linebacker who so violently hits guys, but he had a lot of interesting stuff to say. And first off, it comes back to his, his captaincy. He was named one of the three captains uh, on the Jets this season, along with Rodgers and Justin Hardy. Obviously, the obvious choice is the oldest starter on the defensive end. He is the leader of that unit. Um, and you saw the more reserved approach, particularly after after JFM and Reed came out comparing themselves to top historical defenses. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's interesting because Mosley Mosley came to the Ravens after Baltimore won the Super Bowl, um, and he was still around for some really good playoff games, really good playoff years. Uh, but then he came to New York. Obviously, he had his bad injury, the season-ending injury in the first year. But the last two years, he has been excellent. Um, I understand that the, the the pass coverage grade isn't as high as people would have liked, but this is a sideline to sideline defender um, that is is an important leader on this team, is a knowledgeable leader on this team. It's very important not just to have the guys like Sauce and, and Reed who will get up in your face and, and talk smack and all those things, but also the the guy, the leader, to sit there and say, okay, let's dial back. Let's adjust. Let's go back to the drawing room. It's hard to argue against what the Jets are doing right now because they are so well-disciplined in how they approach the media. They have the confidence. That's very clear. But they also have the wherewithal to say, listen, we're working nonstop. This is why we're confident. Helps when some of the bad apples are cleared out of the locker room, or at least that's what Connor McGovern had to say. What else did he have to say? Yeah, you know, I keep going back to the Reed thing because it was just – it was obviously the focal point of the day, but he actually kind of agreed. He's like, listen, we struggle against them right now. You know, God God forbid they do it to somebody else. So um, it's it's really easy to see why McGovern 
is the starting center right now. I know a lot of people like Joe Tipman. They want to see him in action. Uh, but the way Connor McGovern had played last year and the way he's looked so far this preseason, he's as steady a, ha- a hand at the center position as you can find. Um, he- he's a very dependable player. And, and yes, he-, he agreed to read. He-, he mentioned the fact that the bad apples are no longer here. You can take a wild guess at the who he was referencing there. I'm not going to really try and speculate, but it's uh, it's very clear that the leadership group in this organization has changed to a point where it's no longer acceptable just to be average or just to be good. It's time to start winning some some big games now. Nick, I'm not going to say that one of the guys he was talking about was Jamal Adams, but I'm not not going to say it. I have listen, man. I I don't want to say anything. I have no record. I have no knowledge of who he's referencing. Um, but over the course of the last few years, you can determine players that spoke out publicly complaining about certain things. They were moved. Um, you know, the minute the off season happened, players who weren't getting it done uh, were moved. So yeah, it's it, it's not hard to it's not hard to connect the dots, but it's also something I, I'm not really looking to uh, to speculate on that one. Certainly, he was not talking about C.J. Mosley, Aaron Rodgers, or Justin Hardy. As you said, those are the three captains. I was sort of surprised that they didn't add an extra one. I thought it could have been Quinn and Williams. I had said earlier in the week I would have had the three that they picked, but I also would have had Quinn and Williams and possibly Elijah Vera Tucker. They elected to only go with three, but it makes sense. C.J. Mosley, clearly the veteran leader of that defense, Rodgers, the quarterback, the most visible guy, and obviously going to be the leader of the offense, and Justin Hardy, special teams ace, the leader of that unit. So they effectively picked the three guys that are the leaders of each individual unit. I could see an argument for extra captains, but I can't see an argument against those three guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, I I can't believe I'm going to say this because I'm going to jo- make a joke at the Giants' expense, but – you could have the approach of the Jets have. You have one leader for each group, and, and the coach will nominate captains on game day or the week of um, due to players you know, working hard and being prepared and all that kind of stuff. Or you could do it the Giants way and bring up 10 captains, and it looks like an absolute mess going, wait a minute, how many guys are we picking to be a captain? That's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I, personally, I, I prefer the Jets approach. Keep it small. Keep it simple. Uh, and let the leaders of the locker room dominate. But I think that's the other piece to it. Uh, the locker room for the Jets has a ton of leaders. Just because they don't have the C on their chest does not mean that they are, are leaders in the clubhouse. Quincy Williams comes to mind. You know, DJ Reed, another one. You talk about another leader. Dwayne Brown has been phenomenal since coming uh, to New York last season. So there's plenty of leaders in this clubhouse to really set the tone. Uh, just because they don't have a C on their chest does not make their importance any less. Nick, going back to Aaron Rodgers, who is going to have a C on his chest this season for the Jets, he has seemed to be so excited to be here. We've all watched Hard Knocks. We've all heard what he said at these press conferences. And you heard all the reports out of Green Bay, how he was difficult and all that. And maybe that happens down the line. But so far, you could not be happier if you're a Jets fan or a member of the Jets organization at the way he's conducted himself And there's a parallel between him and two other great quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, who went on to Denver and went to two Super Bowls there, won one. Tom Brady, who went on to Tampa, won a Super Bowl there. Now, it took Peyton Manning two years to get to a Super Bowl in Denver, four to win one. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl his first year 
And so he sort of seems to know what Aaron Rodgers might be going through right now, spending so much of your career in one place, winning a Super Bowl, winning MVPs, being a legend, and then going somewhere else. He talked about that this week, and I thought he had some pretty interesting comments. Yeah, you know, he thought you'd listen to Brady, um, and he's a lot more relaxed now that he's in retirement. Doesn't it sound better when you don't have to worry about Tom Brady on a football field anymore? Um, The jokes aside, yeah, he's clearly – he clearly thinks Rodgers is set for a big year. You can draw the comparisons um, between the Jets roster this year and the, and the one Brady joined in Tampa Bay, what was it, four years ago, three, four years ago. Um, they're immensely talented. They have a number one receiver. They have a very good lead back, uh, a, a quality offensive line, dynamic defense. The similarities are certainly there. There's one other guy that I do want to compare to the situation, though, and I think it's Joe Montana. Montana was in San Francisco for for you know quite a while. Uh, was traded to Kansas City or left can you know left for Kansas City, uh, and Kansas City was a dump for a good two decades um, after winning their their Super Bowl and Super Bowl four. Um, and, and Montana came back and brought them back to relevancy. And I think you know obviously Brady is the closest comparison in the modern era, but mainly if you look at it montana it it speaks a lot you know the fact that you have a lot of these great quarterbacks who aren't ready to quite give it up just yet who still have a lot left in the tank and i think rogers is certainly one of those guys uh that can be in for a big year um you know turning 39 40 years old i've been saying for a while now nick brady won a super bowl in tampa Manning won one that fourth year. Joe Montana took the Chiefs to the AFC Championship game. Ideally, you'd love to see the Jets win a Super Bowl. But even if they get to a Super Bowl or an AFC Championship game with Aaron Rodgers, that's something you'd have to be happy with. Because as you said, as much as everybody wants a championship, helping to bring this team back to relevancy and at the same time, hopefully helping Zach Wilson rebuild himself is something that if he can accomplish, it would be a huge feather in his cap and a huge feather in the cap of the Jets organization. Yeah, and listen, I I know a lot of people want to compare. They want to compare Brady to Rodgers for a lot of different reasons. Um, and, and the fact is they look and say, well, Brady joined Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was the, the lowest winning percentage in NFL history. Uh, that is far more impressive, even if Rodgers brings the title to New York. I fundamentally disagree with that um, for a number of reasons. Um, but when you look at the Jets since Super Bowl three, they have been as cursed, if not more, than any NFL team in existence. When they're good, they're not quite good enough. And then pretty much every other time, they're just flat out terrible. Um, you know, you look at 2010, 2009, what was it, 1998 against Denver. They had some unbelievable teams, unbelievable teams, and it just wasn't good enough. I think this is really the first year where they can look at it and say, we can match up well with any organization in football. Um, I think it's a fundamental difference as to why, you know, if Rodgers is able to do this in the Big Apple with all the sights and sounds surrounding him, it's going to be a lot different than Brady going down to Tampa Bay. Minimal media coverage, if only to cover him. Um, fundamentally, it's a lot different, uh, and I think Rodgers has a chance. If he gets the AFC title game, specifically in this first year, uh, we're looking at a, a historic, historic ending to a career. Nick, last order of business. There are some Jets fans in New York City who are unfortunately going to be in the position of 
trying to watch the game through other means than seeing it through their cable at home may have to go to a sports bar or something because of Spectrum. What's going on with that? What's the latest? Yeah, so ESPN, Spectrum, they're in negotiations. Uh, They're still in negotiations. And until those negotiations happen, uh, it seems that ESPN is pulling uh, streaming rights from from Spectrum Cable. Uh, I always recommend, and I will always say I recommend, uh, Hulu Live TV if you're a streaming service. Uh, it's like $60 or something um, for a monthly subscription, and you get live TV, so you basically get cable without having to pay $120. If you have a home internet, and you don't have to be living in a home, you can live in an apartment, but if you have a home internet, even if you have Spectrum, and you have Hulu Live TV, uh, that sort of mitigates the problem. You don't have to worry about it, and you can comfortably watch your Jets from your couch. <laughs> there you go. Watching the Jets either at the stadium or comfortably from your couch, to me, the two most preferable options. I'll be at the stadium, but if I wasn't, I would be more than happy to be on my couch watching that one with a beverage and some food, yelling J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Nick Ferrier, thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the midweek news and notes with me. Really appreciate it. Nick does a really great job of covering the Jets for AM New York. He's going to be coming on once a week to talk about the midweek news and notes. In the meantime, Nick, what do you got going on over at AM New York? I know there's plenty coming up because the Jets are playing in a couple of days, and then after the game you'll have some stuff. So a lot of stuff that you've got in the fire right now. Yeah, a lot lot of stuff. We have our our preview going up, um, our our NFL preview going up Thursday morning. Uh, You'll be able to get the the print edition uh, tomorrow. And then you have, uh, yeah, just this typical coverage. I like to put out a couple stories a day. Keep everyone informed about what's going on with the uh, with the Jets. And, yeah, it's an, it's an exciting time. It's a very exciting time. Absolutely a very exciting time. And that's why you should be following along with what Nick's doing in AM New York. Also, everything we've got at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Some awesome All-22 breakdowns on our channel. So watch them and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes, if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.